0: Saturday. What day is it
1: today? Wednesday. Exactly. Ah! Welcome to Film and Fight Club. I'm Glenn Falcon with Falcon Screen and we are joined by freelance writer and critic Virat Nehru. Hello, hello, boys and girls. And Sydney filmmaker Chris Evans. Hey, 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 hey. And a special guest um, from Screen Space, but also in his capacity today, the founder of the inaugural Sydney Science Fiction Film Festival, which is kicking off tomorrow night at the Actors Centre, Simon Foster. Simon, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Oh, it's always a pleasure to be here. I can't follow up Chris's singing with anything of note from my point of view, but that lovely vocal cords you got there, mate. Oh, thanks.
1: He does. He does. We, we, we don't always appreciate it, but uh, it, it brings some class to the proceedings that otherwise don't exist. Yeah. So we're going to be talking with Simon all about the new Sydney science fiction film festival in a moment but first we just want to run through the news of the week and what is happening about town. The British Film Festival is in full swing at Palace Cinemas. They're called Summerland. You can catch our review of Summerland last week and we're catching misbehavior later in the week. The Russian Resurrection Film Festival is screening until tonight though as we'll discuss there is a bit of a crossover with the new festival we're going to be talking about later in the program. Uh, Pacifica Film Fest is screening online around the country the Sydney Open Air Cinemas is happening. The Irish Film Festival Australia, the fifth edition, has gone online for the first time and is screening from, also from tomorrow night through to the 29th of November. And I've caught the Bally Murphy incident so far, a documentary, and it's quite good. And I will be able to, be able to bring you some more coverage of reviews in the coming week. Those the Sydney Melbourne Queer Film Festival from tomorrow night is screening online through to the 30th of November. And the Sydney Film Festival just announced, the other big film news of the week, that they are having a summer festival at the State Theatre in January. My friends and I have seen, gone to the Sydney Film Festival with every year for the past several years, seven years. We have booked tickets already. There's a few good films playing at the State Theatre.
3: Yeah, I have a friend who basically all year has been wondering why Minari isn't screening anywhere. And yeah, now it's here as part of the Summer Showcase. Um, so that'll be a highlight.
1: And lastly, and so I'd recommend booking tickets for Minari and the Mads Mikkelsen, Thomas Vindenberg film because they are already selling out. We just got tickets in the mezzanine, always go in the mezzanine. And just another thing that's happening on Saturday night is the Made in the West Film Festival for Sydney Filmmakers, which is happening, I believe, at Event Cinemas, Parramatta and or online. But for the moment, we are talking about the Sydney Science Fiction Film Festival, um, which, um, Virat, we should have to clarify, Virat is also on the board of Film Fight Club.
0: Committee. Yes. uh, So uh, I am. So I think I will not be asking any of the questions because they will definitely be biased. So I will leave the questions to you. And I definitely did not prepare any leading questions and feed them to our Wonderful co-hosts. So they're not this is totally independent. This interview is totally not biased at all. No
3: collusion.
2: No collusion.
0: Vera, you don't you don't have to tell us that you haven't prepared any questions. We totally
2: understand that you don't prepare any. Questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I beat me to it. Ah, oh, <laughs> 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 so so first thing we want to talk about is it's happening from Thursday night at the gorgeous actors center in Norden Street in Leichhardt, But first of all, the Sydney Science Fiction Film Festival, it's new. Who are the new kids on the block? What is it? What is it all about?
2: Well, the most exciting thing is that it's uh, it's Sydney's own science fiction film festival, which we haven't had for a long time. All the great sci-fi film festivals around the world are in the, the capital cities, the, the Boston and Berlin and London sci-fi film festivals. And Sydney certainly deserves its own. Um, and we aim to be that, that festival. Um, but in saying that, we're also a truly international event. We've got, uh, we're representing 20 different countries in our 40 films. We've got 10 features, two of which are Australian world premieres, but a whole bunch of other ones that are coming from places like Luxembourg and Japan and Germany and France. So um, we, we do want to be positioned as a, as a hometown, homegrown festival, but we want to take that to the world.
1: And now there are, as we've discussed on the show and as mentioned previously, there are festivals currently that exist in Australia, um, both ancillary to or in a more dedicated focus have a science fiction focus. What is distinct about whether, whether it's the curatorial choices or the creative direction or else about the Sydney Science Fiction Film Festival?
2: We're proud of our independence. We were given a lot of leeway and a lot of freedom from Um, The Actors Centre of Australia, they didn't impose any uh, um, sort of guidelines or anything uh, on us about what we chose. And that was one of the things I was very conscious of. Um, In my previous life as a program director, uh, we were bound to one of the big cinema chains and they were very good to us. We don't want to begrudge the, the work they did for us. but. Um, we're trying to create a very distinctive community hub at the Actors Centre there, not just for the science fiction community with our festival, but they had Night of Horror there a, a few weeks ago, and um, the Bus Stop Film people have been out there as well. So there's, it's, it's really becoming a central hub for the artistic community and those with a more independent, free-spirited way of presenting art in all its various forms. Um, and I think that's what defines us. Uh, some fearless programming, um, some challenging programmings, uh, being able to market that to uh, the broader community and maybe open a few eyes about what science fiction means because to so many people, it's it's all ray guns and spaceships and there's so many different sort of, iterations of science fiction. We've got the ray guns and spaceship stuff too, don't worry. I don't want to turn anyone off that. Anyone who's had a look at the trailer for our opening night film Monsters of Man knows that it's sort of this predator meets Robocop type of action film. So it's not all highbrow stuff, um, but some of the highbrow stuff that's in there is just, is just really interesting.
1: Okay, so um, there's a couple of really distinctive points you raised there. And we have, we, obviously, the sci-fi film festival started in Parramatta and then went to the Ritz, then went to the Central City, and certainly there hasn't been a dedicated science fiction film festival that's focused in the area that you're reaching to. Certainly, there's a lot of incredibly creative types around the Inner West who would eat it up. Um, I'm curious, though, you mentioned that this is a festival that is not bound by sort of the programming choice that may have been dictated or required by... A big cinema change, specifically so one like Event Cinemas. Um, could you give us some examples about how you this might be reflected in this year's choices and this year's programming?
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Look, um, we have a film on Friday night called Phono Tune: An Electric Fairy Tale, which is a 75 minute uh, new music odyssey set in what may or may not be a, a post apocalyptic world. Um, the last radio station on Earth is putting on a concert, um, and uh, all sorts of strange types are wandering the deserts to to um, to get to this. Uh, it's not a film that would have played um, event or any of the other chains. If I'd have been programming for them, it's something we are able to take a gamble on because we're in the middle of Leichhardt, because we're right next to the um, the new towns and the Marrickvilles and the, the the inner city, the cool kids around the inner city. So. That opens that up, and on on Saturday night at six thirty, we've got a um, Arabian film from the United Arab Emirates called Scales, um, a black and white film directed by a woman uh, about a mermaid, uh, about a village that worships mermaids and sacrifice their young to to the mermaids, and and um, it's got a really sort of female empowerment spin on it. So these are films that I've been tracking for. 12 months now I first wrote an email to the producers of Scales back in the middle of December last year so that's a 12 month almost 12 month cycle to get this film to Australia and um, we're really excited to be to be able to present films like that
3: Funotune is from a uh, musician isn't it who directed it or am yeah.
2: I, Fabian Hudner is the is the director otherwise known as fint um, I'm not going to try and pretend I know a whole lot about the EDM scene or
3: just hearing about ADM artist making a sci-fi film set in the desert is giving me Deaf Punk Electroma flashbacks. <laughs> but um,
2: oh, it's an extraordinary film, and and when we took took. Um, uh, when the, the, the film actually arrived with us, it had a note on it saying, make sure you turn it up loud. Nice. Which is really interesting because there's long passages of the film that are, that are quite silent. There's some wandering through the desert sequences. Same as
3: Daft Punk's Electroma, man.
2: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so it's going to blow people out the back of the theatre. I should point out that the ACA have installed a big new screen and a 5.1 surround sound system Um uh, that wasn't there for the horror festival a couple of weeks ago. That is there for our festival, so we're going nice. to be. Um, God, the, I'm thinking of the opening night for Monsters of Man, which is just these robots running rampant. It's going to be going to blow the roof off the place. So yeah, it's a uh, phono tune. I'm very excited about. Um, and then on the, the the middle of Saturday afternoon, we've got a, a session that I've caught that I've called um Warped Visions Sci-Fi Stranger Session, which are three films which are. The really challenging stuff to watch. Um, a short called The Dark Wind Project, which is about how animals of the ocean will ultimately adapt to embrace this new plastic world they live in. Um, one called Hide and Sniff, how a woman lives a whole life just using her sense of smell. And the main feature um, is a shot on Kodak 8mm film, it's called Queen of the Lizards, about a very sweet single mother living in Spain who falls in love with a very strange gentleman who turns out to be an alien and um, may or may not have to spend the rest of his life with her. So it, it is some strange stuff, but that's exactly the sort of challenging programming that we would just determined to, to, you know, to make a stamp, make a name for ourselves in, in this first festival.
3: I think also it's good to be showing challenging stuff like that because people have just been watching things on Netflix and Stan, I reckon, for the last eight months or however long.
2: Yeah, look, that's the other thing we're up against. We're trying to get people back into cinemas with stuff that isn't mainstream stuff. So we've had to work really hard to get the word out there. We're hopeful that people are so hungry for for, um, product and so hungry to get back to the cinemas that they'll give these sort of films a go, that they'll come back for a cinema going experience.
3: The Uh, new sound system you were talking about should be a nice reminder of what's great about cinemas.
2: Well, exactly right. Yeah, it, it, it's the full sort of movie-going experience, and um, that can take on a whole lot of different forms, as our festival is trying to prove. So um, it, it's, you know, right in the middle of Leichhardt, the restaurant district, get a meal, come on down to see a movie. make You have it, that, that old-fashioned sort of movie-going experience, even if the films you, you choose to watch are something challenging and new and um, from a genre that you may not uh, normally see yourself sitting through.
3: Has it been any easier to get some of the films that you've had your eye on because of the lack of some of the major film festivals going ahead? Like no SFF, smaller myth than usual.
2: That's a great point. Um, it it has. We've the upside of of if the downside is potentially no audiences coming along to your fe- to your first festival, which isn't going to happen because ticket sales have been quite good. But the other upside is, um, yeah, sales agents from around the world understand that their, their films are not going to be seen in too many festivals. All will have to compromise and um, open up their rights and go online, um, not have theatrical screenings. So, yeah, we have had, I, I did go after some big films. Uh, we've got a Friday night film called Darkness, which is an Italian movie, which has had um, great reviews all around the world about a, a three sisters who are locked up in a house by a father who convinces them that the world has been destroyed in a in a post-apocalyptic sort of uh, maelstrom, and she one of the elder sister decides that maybe this isn't true, and so it's a uh, these are films that have played major festivals or were touted as being major festival releases, which just haven't had the exposure um, they deserve. And I I completely without tooting the festivals horn too much, there are films amongst them that would have played Sydney or would have played Miff. Um, so we're very fortunate to to have had these and very thankful that a lot of the sales agents and producers around the world haven't you know, doubled down or tried to price gouge or do anything like that. They've been really supportive of a new festival.
3: So let's just be thankful that film producers aren't like landlords.
2: <laughs> exactly right. They're all wonderful human beings. Film producers are wonderful people. Let's not forget that.
0: Yeah, I'm going to... Pause on that one because we know working behind the scenes how difficult it has been to secure some of the films. Uh, moving on, <laughs> I think uh, I really like the innovative strategy around how we secured and how we actually scheduling the shorts in the fest because we're doing it quite differently than usual from other film festivals. Uh, could you shed some light on that? Well, we've.
2: <sighs> We have a, an Australian Short Film Showcase, 10.30 on, on Saturday the 21st, and it's, it's been selling terrific. And we've got a whole bevy of films from, you know, student productions and garage movies, all the way up to films like Brolga, which has had a, a film festival run all around the world over the last 12 months, and A Blaster in the Right Hands, which is this very expensive Star Wars fan fiction story. It's having its world premiere at our festival. Um, and every one of the sessions starts with a short film. So you get, um, uh, you know, two movies for the price of one, I guess you could say, for every session. And that's, that's an important thing. But the other thing we're doing is uh, with the purchase of every session ticket, you get access to the International um, Short Film Showcase, which is just going to run on loop at the venue. You can wander in and out when you want. We've got, each loop is a nearly three hours worth of international uh, short films. So we hope to get through at least two or three, probably two and a half of the the loop over the course of the Saturday. It'll be there from 10.30 till nine o'clock. So yeah, uh, any ticket to any session, you get to see um, films from all over the world of varying degrees, some of the very high-end, high-budget films some uh the, the smaller ones music videos animation they 're all in amongst them so um, we we understood that we didn 't have a multiplex to to screen a whole lot of movies in there 's one screen at at actor Center Australia, but the submissions that we got from filmmakers around the world indicated that we we had to um, get these they were supporting us, so we wanted to support them we wanted their films to be seen so it seemed like a good idea to put the the free session there for any ticket purchaser.
0: And uh, there's also, I guess one of the highlights is a Q and A with Alex Proce, which only has, three tickets left so I guess if they'll people be they'll be gone by the, time you hear this. by the time you hear this but by the three for the three of us <laughs> <laughs>
1: sorry sorry dear listener but we're gonna we're still gonna tell you about this session
0: yeah so in yeah. case you have to kill someone to get a ticket you know what you're gonna be in for
1: <laughs>
2: so yes the uh, we've got two really important sort of extra strands yes the the Alex Proyas a personal journey he'll be sitting with we, we wanted to turn the covid uh, conditions in our favour so uh, Alex very gratefully s- s- suggested, well, why don't I just have this really intimate chat with 20 people, charge 50 bucks a ticket, they'll come along and they have um, and uh, he's just going to sit with a room with 20 people and have this really sort of genuine conversation about uh, his films, his um, schooling at, at afters, um, and and where he sees the future of Of cinema going. Um, He's got this extraordinary foundation called the Heretic Foundation, which is a studio out at Alexandria here in Sydney. And um, he's doing some extraordinary work with um, the very latest sort of back projection, reprojection sort of stuff and um, uh, sort of online filming. So that will be fun. And we've also got our mate, Travis Johnson, journalist here in Sydney. He's doing a cyberpunk cinema panel. which is a free event, an online panel, uh, starts one o'clock on Saturday. Uh, he's managed to open up his contact book and um, he's got Seth Lani, the director of 2067, uh, Grant Sputore, who did I Am Mother, the robot film from a couple of years ago, Ben Lucas, Ben Young, and Sarah Rail, who does the Machete Girl um, magazine and, and Machete Girl TV, to talk all things about the history, the culture and the potential of cyberpunk cinema when, you know, when cyberpunk and when science fiction is kind of catching up to some of the crazy visions of the cyberpunk artists of the past.
1: If anyone's ever met Travis Johnson or seen him around the Sydney film traffic, he's the exact type of person you want running a cyberpunk panel. Yeah, he's quite
2: terrifying. He frightens the hell out of me, but he's (laughs) going to handle this session really well, I think.
1: (laughs) So you touched on one of the most interesting aspects about this festival that I'm really keen to get into, and that's that we've been talking the whole year at festivals postponing or screening online, and for the first time now, beginning to operate a few festivals around the country. Um, certainly, we saw our first in the Northern Territory, um, in person and with, and obviously with mind to COVID restrictions. You made the decision, um, obviously a couple of months ago, to go ahead with limited capacity and run a festival. Um, with COVID restrictions. I'm really interested to chat about um, the process behind putting that together and what that has meant from an organisational perspective and what, I guess, patrons will have in store for them um, in light of these requirements over the coming days.
2: Uh, Actors Centre Australia is a teaching facility, so they've had to have been, just to keep their doors open, they've had to be very COVID compliant and, and get all the right certificates and training and, Um, everything just to keep their students and their teaching staff coming back every day. And all of that just rolls over into the festival. So from that point of view, I was very fortunate in that I didn't have to become uh, an expert on COVID compliance and making that happen as part of whatever venue I chose, because they had to do that anyway. But from our point of view, we had to be mindful that um, we had to balance out whether we wanted to take the risk you know, it's strange to, to look back on it. In hindsight, was it a bad thing that our numbers were limited? Because you could, you could, we were able to program a film like Scales or, or program a film like Darkness, and know that, you know, if we only sell sixty tickets to that, we were only able to sell ninety to start with. So it's kind of a win-win situation. We weren't on a we weren't on a course to lose money or lose big on these films that we were able to take a risk on. So yes we can only have 120 people in the cinema for Monst- Monsters of Man or for Coma, our, our, our big Russian spectacle at closing night film, where we might have sold 300, in, you know, it might have been a sellout of 300 in any other year. But on the downside, we can take a gamble with smaller films like Scales, like Darkness, like Phonotune, and be mindful that we're maximising our potential on those films this year. So um, when, you, when you balance all that, um, and then you're cautious with the way you spend money on all your sundry stuff, your posters and your t-shirts and, and all that kind of marketing. And you, and you do very smart social media marketing. I've been, as soon as this festival over, I'm just going to switch Facebook off and walk away for six months. All I've seen is Facebook and Twitter and, and Instagram yeah. for the last sort of four months, but that's what you've got to do in this time to, to get the eyeballs. And so it's, it's been a challenge. It's been different to take up, the role of festival director for for the first time after years as a program director, because it may never be like this again. Um, So it's, yeah, it's looking back, it's, I guess I'll take a few days to have a think about it and afterwards and realize what a, what a really exciting time it was, but also what a crazy time it was to launch a film festival.
3: You you said something while you were speaking about, you know, the risk, Um, you referring to also in terms of like, um the health risk um yeah it's interesting because i've been reading that nowhere in the world has a COVID case an infection been tracked to a cinema yes so it seems like cinemas are actually compared to other indoor spaces fairly safe i'm not sure why that is whether it's people or just breathing in one direction or or the large (laughs) auditorium Um, with a lot of air circulating i'm not sure but i i don't think it's as big a risk as a lot of governments have assumed
2: this is exactly the argument that the american body of theater owners whatever that's called and and uh, theater owners all around the world have been arguing they're saying we have to get back to business if any industry is ready for something like this with their cleaning roster and their improved it does seem strange when stadiums full of football fans are allowed back in, and you know it's we they you know they they're, they're, you were there the other night, Glenn maybe when they had a screening of the new film Freaky, they were spreading us out and at the same time we'd walk out and there were state of origin fans everywhere and the, you see footage of the stadium, it was full of people so thirty one
1: thousand yeah, got... at the semifinal of the NRL um the Argentina and and New Zealand match was packed this weekend, absolutely.
2: Yeah, exactly and and all while this is happening cinemas big and small all around the country are pleading to, get, to be able to get back to business. And it's such a tough time because we're... This is, this is where the gridlock that the, the studio system has on, our, on the distribution sector at the moment that in countries outside of America where we would die to get Wonder Woman 84 or, or, you know, the new Top Gun movie or whatever just to fill cinema seats and we'd definitely fill them and we'd look after the people coming along to see the movies we can't get them because America and the American studio system has, has locked up these films. So it's a, it's a tough time and we're lucky to have ACA as a venue to, to go to. Um, we had monster fest at event the other week. Um, I'm also the, the monster fest festival director here in Sydney. We had eight sellout sold out sessions. Um, with every session topped out at about 80 or 90 people. So that's, what's a, that's what a sold-out session looks like in 2020, which is a shame because we had some great films amongst them. So, yeah, hopefully that'll all change soon.
1: Um, in light of what you've said about how there is certainly appetite among cinemas, in light of the of risk data to open, certainly there's been amazing advocacy by Palace Cinemas in the particularly yeah. in Victoria. Um, and I'm, I am fascinated by the idea that you can fill a lot of these screens because the people who will come will be the crew. who lot of the others would have been there, but other dedicated, and it will make that those particular sessions um, so enlivened. But whether it's um, your experience with seeing the numbers come in for this festival or through Monster Fest or just through screen space and being around the scene, we've been speculating throughout the past year as to the extent of the appetite among the Sydney, the broader film scene, to be back in a cinema. And I'm curious, just in the lead-up to this festival and else, um, what is your view on the appetite for people in this community, the unsupervised ancillary, who are casual cinema fans, to get back into the cinema? Obviously, in light in in mind of um, the prevailing circumstances.
2: I guess we're lucky in that, as a, a niche interest festival, we've got an enthusiastic group of followers who will come out. Trust in all the COVID-compliant um, regulations that ACA are following, and and and. Be there to see new science fiction from around the world, and I go back to us not having to sell thousands of tickets to make our money on this film on this festival to ensure that that it's going to be a success. Um, So, in in broader terms, I think the cinemas have and the distributors have fared quite well in retro programming. Clearly, you know you can only watch Princess Bride so many times or Die Hard. So, um, the fact that They've turned rams into a kind of a success here in Sydney and um, and, and around the countryside. And, and uh, there's been some work. The, I mean, the other thing that worries me is that there's essentially home entertainment product being bolstered up to fill screens. And that's happened a bit lately with, with some films going into cinemas that wouldn't otherwise see the light of day. But... Um, That's sort of been forced on the exhibitors and I think with our festival, we'll be showing something different and interesting enough. I'm certainly not suggesting that mainstream audiences will come out and see our crazy little mermaid movie, but I think that there'll be enough interest in titles like that to ensure that our audiences will be happy.
0: No, I, I think I've been pushing the Crazy Mermaid movie in my circles pretty you hard. You love
2: the Crazy Mermaid movie. I,
0: mermaid? I do, I, that's my favorite of the fest. So I've been unashamedly pushing it down people's throat as the most mainstream movie of all time. So you <laughs> must go and watch it. It's gonna be the Terrence Malik bit and switch, you know, like song to song. When you yeah. tell people it's oh, got- Ryan
3: Gosling, is this gonna be like La La Land?
0: Yeah, yeah, so it's gotta be like that. It's like, oh my God, it's got Ryan Gosling, Natalie Portman. So, so is, this
3: like the, is this the Little Mermaid remake?
0: <laughs> it'll happen don't worry it'll happen <laughs> as long as they buy a ticket that's what matters yeah. so talking about buying tickets how do we get tickets uh, what do we need to do and what are people doing differently this time around because of covid to get the tickets
2: tickets have to be bought online go to sydneysciencefictionfilmfestival.com.au easy to remember um, click on the buy tickets that'll take you to the film freeway page where our ticketing service is Um, And then just follow the prompts as you would with any other ticketing service, because of the COVID restrictions, we have to keep track of uh, who's buying the tickets and um, how many we're selling. And that, and the film freeway site was the best way to do it. We're not selling tickets at the venue. Um, You can turn up at the venue, but then you'll have to duck outside and get on your phone and and still book through the film freeway site. So uh, do it early. Um, Do it first before you come down to Leichhardt and, um, do it quickly because some of the sessions that I didn't expect to fill up are, are selling really well. We've got a terrific little double feature in the middle of the afternoon on Saturday called the North Queen, uh, called the Queensland Sci-Fi Showcase. And we're showing uh, uh, the new film from Travis Bain, Star Spawn Overture, and a new feature called Strangeville, which is like a conspiracy theory, alien abduction comedy thriller where the conspiracy theorists um, are proven to be right. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, make sure you come along and, and, and go to the website to check out all the information about the films. Virat will be there.
0: Yes, I'll be there and I'll definitely bling, bling, uh, bring.
3: Definitely
0: bling. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'll blink. bring I the bling. So. <laughs> <It's>
3: Mahal like apartments. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so
3: that was off air, excuse us. <laughs> In, jokes. In jokes,
0: sorry. Uh, I will bring uh, Chris and Glenn around, but I'm thankful for one that I will not be selling tickets physically. So that's great. So I'll be not be running around. I'll be just uh, chatting with each one of you. Looking forward to seeing all of Sydney Sci-Fi fans at the fest.
1: And yes, yeah, so that is, and it's happening from the 19th to the 21st at the Actors Centre in Leichhardt. And yep, yeah, Simon, we'll see you there. Thank you so much for joining us. I think you are telling us all things about the Sydney Science Fiction Film Festival.
2: My pleasure, guys. It's always so much fun talking to you. I think we've spoken to it for a few years around this time of the year, and it's, um, it's always a blast. So thank you.
1: Yeah, and we'll see you on the weekend. Uh, stay tuned. So this has been Glenn Fowling, St. Chris Evans, and Brighton Niro on Film Fight Club. Stay tuned for the Sonic Assassin. Have a wonderful night. Enjoy movies and stay safe. Good night.